infrastructure sectors globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Starting off today in the U.S. in LNG, Tellurian is facing a new setback in long-running efforts to advance a 12.5 billion USD liquefied natural gas export project. Commodities trader Governor can walk away from a 10-year, about $12 billion commitment to buy LNG if Tellurian's Driftwood LNG project lacks a financial go-ahead. Project financing and full construction of authorization by this past February 28th. A governor exit, the project's third since September, would not be a fatal blow. Tellurian has changed its mind on selling equity to the plant customers and has missed several go-ahead targets while chasing potential investors. The timetable is unlikely to be met, said Alex Munton, Global Gas and LNG Director at the energy consultants Rapidan Energy Group. Tellurian needs one or more equity investors to win customers and secure project financing, he said. Banks are telling Tellurian that we want to see a lot of equity put in by investment-grade partners that can help shoulder the plant's costs. Munton said that the real hammer blow for these projects is the cost of capital, which has climbed recently with interest rates. Lavish executive pay, missed financial investment decisions, and recent departures have unnerved customers, and two board members, Claire Harvey and James D. Bennett, have abruptly resigned last month. Neither, quote, was ever comfortable with the risk profile and strategic direction of the company, Valerian said in a securities filing. A governor departure would follow prior exits by Vitol and Shell, but Indian gas distributor GAIL this month proposed buying up to a 26% stake in a U.S. LNG project, offering a ray of hope for Tellurian. Gale asked for proposals and said it would also consider a long-term purchase agreement. The tender could be negotiating tactic as Gale looks to pit U.S. LNG suppliers against existing Qatari and Russian LNG suppliers. According to co-founder of Tellurian, Karif Suki, uh, as of February 14th, the Driftwood LNG needs to raise $1.5 billion in mezzanine financing, $7 billion in project debt, and about $3.2 billion in equity. Let's hope that this provides some great tailwinds for the U.S. LNG sector. Moving from the U.S. and into Latin America, we'll start off in Colombia. Telefonica is planning to reproduce its Internet para Todos collaborative mobile internet coverage model for a project in Colombia. IPT was originally devised by Telefonica del Peru, Meta, IDB Invest, and CAF as a means of closing Peru's digital divide by providing connectivity in rural areas. It works as a rural mobile operator, installing telecom infrastructure and offering the network on a wholesale basis. IPT ended in 2022 with more than 16,700 population centers connected with 4G internet, 28% more than at the end of 2021, providing service coverage to nearly 3.1 million people. Although Telefonica does not yet have deadlines for the Colombian project, discussions are underways and significant progress is expected this year. Which is a fantastic segue to our next story, which happens in Peru. Peruvian agency ProInversion plans to award over $3 billion of public-private partnerships in 23 and 2024. The agency aims to award up to 16 PPP projects, including hospitals, ports, broadband, and a massive portion of this is in transmission projects across Peru, among other initiatives. 
Further in Latin America, we go all the way south to Argentina. FMO has provided 85 million 10-year syndicated facility to Genia, an Argentinian power producer looking to support climate action and mitigation in the country. Acting as leader ranger and agent, FMO contributed a total of 45 million as lender with FinDev Canada, contributing a $40 million loan. The funding will be used to finance the construction of two greenfield renewable energy projects, a 60 megawatt photovoltaic solar plant and a 140 megawatt wind farm. Dakota 3 solar plant will be built about 50 kilometers away from the Iglesias department in the San Juan province with an estimated completion date of early 2024. La Elbita 1 and 2 wind farms will be located 50 kilometers away from the south of the city Tandil in the Buenos Aires province. Both projects will supply green electricity to corporate off-takers, enabling these companies to meet their sustainability targets. Moving from Latin America and into the UK, UK-based EV charging startup EVC has secured up to £165 million of capital from funds managed by Denim Capital. The investment will be used to accelerate EVC's planned rollout of 100,000 EV charge points across the UK by 2027 and secure portfolio opportunities with larger landlords. EVC was advised by Cameron Barney LLP and Shoe Smith LLP. Denim Capital was advised by Fladgate. Moving from the UK and to Germany, Germany's Bnetz A has launched its third tender for pre-examined offshore wind areas. A total of 1,800 megawatts are on offer across four centrally pre-examined areas in the North Sea. Bids must be submitted by the 1st of August, 2023. Because the areas have been pre-examined, they could supply electricity as early as 2028. The four areas are located in the vicinity of existing wind farms and thus close to vacant lots. Two of the areas with a total generation capacity of 900 megawatts are located in area N3, around 35 kilometers north of Nordenday. Two other areas with a planned generation capacity of 900 megawatts are located in area N6, 90 kilometers northwest of Borkum. Pre-collated essential information to the sites, for example, marine environment, subsoil and wind, and oceanographic conditions will be made available to all interested parties as part of the call for applications. The awardings of the projects will be based on a statutory point system. Up to 60 points are awarded for bid value, which reflects the bidder's willingness to pay. In addition, qualitative criteria are also being used for the first time. For example, the proportion of electricity from the renewable energy sources in the manufacture of wind turbines, the proportion of trainees, the use of particularly environmentally friendly foundation methods, and the scope of long-term electricity supplies to third parties. A total of up to 35 points are awarded for the qualitative criteria. Moving next from Europe and into MENA, Aquapower has signed financing agreements for a total investment of $8.5 billion for the NEOM Green Hydrogen Project. The project entails the setting up and operation of a green hydrogen and green ammonia facility in the NEOM region of Saudi Arabia that is expected to be commissioned in 2026. Air Products will be the off-taker under a 30-year agreement. The investment is funded by a combination of long-term debt and equity and was agreed with NEOM Green Hydrogen Company, a joint venture between Aquapower, Air Products, and NEOM Company, with Aquapower holding a 33.3% equity stake. 
The total financing consists of $5.852 billion in senior debt and $475 million of mezzanine debt facilities, both arranged on a non-recourse project finance basis. The National Development Fund, on behalf of National Infrastructure Fund, will contribute $1.5 billion, while the Saudi Industrial Development Fund will provide a $1.25 billion real-denominated loan. The balance is from a consortium of financiers structured as a combination of long-term uncovered tranches and a Eula Hermes covered tranche. The financiers include First Abu Dhabi Bank, HSBC, Standard Chartered Bank, Mitsubishi UFJ Financial Group, BNP Paribas, Abu Dhabi Commercial Bank, Natixis, Saudi British Bank, Sumitomo Mitsubishi Bank Corporation, Saudi National Bank, KFW, Riyadh Bank, Norichun Bank, Mizuho Bank, Banki Saudi Francie, Almina Bank, Apicorp, JP Morgan, DZ Bank, Korea Development Bank, and Credit Agricole, which is an incredibly impressive list of lenders. And further than that, as also a quick plug for our upcoming MENA event. If you would like to hear from the Chief Investment Officer at Aquapower, please do come to our MENA 2023 event on Project Agency and Development Finance. This will be taking place on March 14th and 15th in Dubai. Hope to see you there. And lastly for today is in South Africa. Red Rocket has closed on the financing of three wind farms in South Africa. The deal signed on February 23rd with debt provided by mandated leader rangers, APSA and Standard Bank. The deal funds Brand Valley and Rikluf, two 140 megawatt projects in the Western Cape and the 84 megawatt Wolf project in the Eastern Cape. The projects were awarded preferred bidder status in October 2021 under Round 5 of the Renewable Energy Independent Power Producer Procurement Program. The total project cost is about 650 million USD. Red Rocket will be, will be complemented on the equity side by Old Mutual Owned Fund Manager, IDEAS Infrastructure, and Jade Sky Energy. The scheme is underpinned by a 20-year PPA with ESCOM. And that's all for this week. If you are interested to hear any more about these stories or the MENA event that I mentioned, then please do visit us at proximoinfra.com. Until next week.